So how do you figure out you, what you mentioned your process of learning about the one once you fit, once you kind of start to have that inkling, do you just surround yourself or talk to the smartest people, you know, to figure out what are they excited about? What are they working on on the weekend so that you can then go learn about those things? Like, how do you actually get that first spark of curiosity? Either a random tweet, comment on my social, cold email because of where I am in my career, or to your point, no question, Kevin Rose, one of the smarter consumer internet people I know, when we were talking about X-Men comics and Jordan rookie cards, when he said, hey, do you know what a crypto, do you have a crypto punk? And I said, I'm not sure what that is. And he said, do you remember crypto kitties? I was like, of course. Like I'd already known about Top Shot. I met Roham a couple months before Top Shot launched. I knew NFTs were brewing. I was busy. It was the holidays last year. Last year was still very hardcore COVID. So I was trying to navigate my company. Um, but as soon as he said that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper. And so, yes. And what's been really ironic, whether it's Dave Morin, whether you know it's Kevin Colloran, whether it's MSG or Harper Reed or you know Aaron Battalion, you know Scott Belsky, Mike Lazarow, all these people that succeeded in Web two, right? Um, that I respected and thought were thoughtful, miraculously, in January, February, are all circling around like buzzards. I'm getting a text from friends that I haven't talked to in six months, six years, because we've all been a little bit out of the white hot moment of 2007 to 11 of web two. Sure enough, even, even people that aren't in it right now that are a little bit more discreet, which is why I'm not gonna mention them, um, who really made some serious wins in web two, even they reached out in February, March and say, they're kind of demotivated or focused on other things, but even they were like, hey, what is this thing? Uh, you could see the spidey senses of the people that really understand when shit changes. And then a couple of icons, again, I won't mention them, who really didn't get it and came back to me in the last six to eight weeks and said, fuck. And I remember like being disappointed in them, like, oh, I lost, they lost their edge or they don't give a shit or, or one of two things. They got soft because they have too much money or the better version, they made so much money, they're onto fixing the environment or the political system. They, they went altruistic, right? So, you know, it's, it's really fun to watch humans evolve, but yes, keeping people, again, when you guys get to my age, you've got that extra generation, you're gonna have your whole little crew of the people you've decided over this decade are smart, are good, and you'll find it fascinating that in 20 years when the next thing pops off, you'll be surprised how many of them are like it's been a renaissance for some of my good friends of web two and we're enjoying it because it feels like the old days, right? You can, you can, it feels like web two O's beginning when nobody understood social media and content. That's exactly what's happening with NFTs. Did you, uh, did you follow Aaron Levy in real time transitioning from like an anti web three guy to like the most pro web three guy in the span of like 72 hours? You know, he, Aaron was never really, we were never in each other's circle heavy, obviously connected through many different people, but never really, we never really got to chop. So between that and just, you know, how much information is being thrown around, and usually I pride myself in seeing that. I miss that, but it makes so much sense, right? Like all of us have to go through it. It's like, look, I invested in Ethereum and Bitcoin in 1516. I kind of glanced at CryptoKitties. I didn't buy one, you know, 
you, you're, you're in what you're in and you get busy and you get your life evolves. What you're able to capacity do in your late twenties is different as your family grows up. And like it, you know, like humility and curiosity will cure success to be good at this. I rely on those things, but even for me, like there's a million things going on. You can't get to everything. What I love in what you just said is the humility, even with his success, to be able to quote unquote evolve in front of everybody and not fear changing his mind. Cause I think changing your mind is a huge strength. I actually think there's a lot of people right now that are in a really tough spot because they've been very anti NFT. They've had the aha that it's real and they don't have the humility to say they were wrong and they're gonna double down on something they don't believe in. And I hope they see this clip and it makes them feel comfortable to change their mind. It's so actually, yeah. yeah, so what you're saying is like, it's okay to change your mind. It's actually it's a, a competitive preference. advantage. I, it's a competitive yeah. advantage. Like I'm never scared to say I'm wrong. I didn't see it. Uh-huh. Like, like I love that. One thing that's funny about me is I do that all the time. One thing that people would be very confused by hearing, because I don't think people should spend the time to really pay attention to me, to understand every little nuance. I just never get loud when I'm not at 100%. If I'm at 97%, I won't make a single comment publicly about it. Yeah. Until I cross the chasm. That's why you see me get so loud. It's when I get to 100, musically, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, you know, podcast, uh, NFTs, once I get to 100, there's zero doubt in my mind. And I go pot committed reputation on the line. But you should see, I mean, I know, you know you know how little VR content there is in the world for me? Cause I'm still in 90, I, I, I don't have my 100%. Huh. So I'm scared to say anything. I don't That's need videos. Interesting. You understand, there's so much content of me on the internet. You guys know this, plenty of people don't love my aggressive communication style and I'm empathetic to that. If I gave people ammo of being wrong a lot, they would fucking make unlimited videos of me being wrong. There's not that many, you know why? Cause I don't try to say shit about things I don't know. You're not Scott Galloway with the, uh, with the predictions on tech companies. <laughs> yeah, to me that's, you know, I love Scott too. And I'm not, I, I'm, yeah, I, I love him too, actually. I'm I think sure. he's amazing. Yeah, I'm scared to do that. I don't want, as a matter of fact, one of, I got very lucky. There's a very funny video of me in a suit, by the way, which is rare. Cause I was doing this show, the daily, when the iPad came out and they asked me to do a prediction show. And I fought like hell. I didn't even wear, I, this is a, you were about to get a funny, very nerdy Gary Vee scoop. I was supposed to wear a tuxedo for the New Year's episode, which I had, cause I'd go to weddings, right? But I didn't wear it with the hope that they were gonna get upset cause they were very professional and, and like, let me not do it. That's how much I didn't wanna do a prediction show because I'm scared to predict. <laughs> Ironically, it turned into one of my best moments because I predicted that Facebook was gonna buy Instagram and they did <laughs> but, but I don't like predicting. I don't predict. I observe. And then I'm emphatic about my observation when it crosses my 101 percentile belief chasm, which is fairly rare. If you look at my content over the last decade, I'm only talking about seven or 10 things. I'm just not willing to be wrong if I can help it. 